0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, June 27th, 528 AM Central Time. Grain markets are down hard this morning. December corn futures down 13 at 575 and a quarter. December, I'm sorry, November soybeans down 30 and three quarters at 1292 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat down 20 at 735 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down 15 and three quarters at 852 and a quarter. December spring wheat down six and three quarters at 873. We did have crop ratings out yesterday. We're gonna start off with weather here this morning.
1: So weather forecasts are wetter for the central US corn belt. The five day forecast suggests that rain will hit parts of Illinois, Iowa, and Indiana in addition to areas both east and west. Accumulation is possible through a few different events that are slated to develop beginning tomorrow. This won't be one singular storm system but rather a number of different waves of smaller systems. Rain totals are expected to be over one inch in some areas of central Illinois. Forecasts suggest that a wetter pattern may continue through next week.
0: So if you do get a shift toward this wetter pattern that uh, the models are indicating, That could be it for this rally. That could be it, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, The way that the forecast sets up here, so this is the next five days on my screen, and uh, there may be some decent rain totals in parts of Illinois, which is very much needed. Um, Indiana. Um, especially wet in parts of nebraska iowa may be a little bit drier by comparison you can see there's rains in the forecast for a really good chunk of the corn belt here when you go to the euro uh, out for the next 10 days even more rain that the most rain that's in the forecast the wettest period is like the back half of next week and maybe that's too far out to be reliable but there just appear to be a lot of things the gfs all also appear to be a lot of things indicating that we're in for some sort of weather shift here. And again, uh, as you mentioned, Mackenzie, this this isn't going to be like what you'd like to see is that big band of storms that runs from north to south, just like sweep across the Corn Belt. You're not going to see that. It's going to be a bunch of like different pop up type events, the way that it looks. If you zoom in on Illinois and Indiana, um, this is what's expected over the next 10 days. This is the euro as of this morning. So they're talking an inch to two inches of rain for a lot of central Illinois a lot of indiana uh, parts of iowa and this will go a long way into helping um, to improve these drought conditions now i'm not going to say that one inch of rain is a drought busting event or something that's going to take illinois to a trend yield but it's going to help and if you shift toward a wetter pattern in the month of july which is of course that's when the corn crops made right i mean if you Mm -hmm. shift toward that wetter pattern which is what's being projected or forecasted here today, um, that's, that's a bearish deal and that's what the market is reacting to here today.
1: So speaking of weather, we put out some premium content that is second to none. Uh, Joe, tell me about that content.
0: Guys, we do a ton of uh, weather stuff on the weekends. So on Sunday nights during June and July, when weather really moves the markets, we do a pre-open weather update. It goes out about an hour. This is a video. It goes out about an hour before the markets open. Talk about uh, any shift in the pattern, any shift in the forecast, what it means for the markets. And then yesterday, we had a premium video. You know, we do one every day. Uh, Chris Barron from AgView Solutions was on. Uh, This was a great question that came in from subscribers. Should I build grain bins? Does it pay to build grain bins? How have higher interest rates impacted uh, grain bins and and their usage? So we talked about all of that. Chris had a great free tool, a spreadsheet tool that we made available to all of the uh, premium subscribers. If you guys want to see this stuff, sign up today. Go to standardgrain.com. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Takes about one minute to sign up uh, with your credit card on your phone or computer. Check it out today, guys.
1: So U.S. corn ratings declined again. The crop was rated 50% good to excellent nationally versus 55% last week and 67% on average. States with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below include Illinois, Indiana, Indiana, Missouri, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. The amount of corn rated poor to very poor jumped to 15% from 12% last week.
0: Mackenzie, you had a couple of really good graphics in our newsletter this morning. Uh, these are the worst ratings for corn since when? Nineteen,
1: 1988.
0: 1988. You got to go back to 1988. So the ratings seasonally are worse than 2012, they're worse than uh, 1992. Worse since 1988. Uh, when you go, when you do the state by state breakdown for corn, I mean, some of this stuff is really ugly. Illinois again has been your big problem area. Illinois is 26% good to excellent, down from 36 last week. Um, 27% of the Illinois crop is poor to very poor, and then for Illinois, you've got 47% that's rated fair. And if these rains don't hit, a lot of that corn that's rated fair is going to slip into poor to very poor, and that could happen just in the course of the next week or two. And the same can be said for for a lot of states. And you just continue to see deterioration. Um, some other noteworthy, like bad looking states. Michigan's only 28% good to excellent. Missouri's 31. Iowa's down to 56. South Dakota down to 47. But um, as it relates to the market, the market is very clearly uh, trading weather forecasts this morning and not uh, crop ratings. What about soybean ratings?
1: So they also declined. The crop was rated 51% good to excellent nationally versus 54% last week and 65 percent on average states with a good to excellent rating of 50 percent or below include Illinois Iowa Indiana South Dakota Nebraska Missouri Wisconsin and Michigan the amount of soybeans rated poor to very poor jumped to 14 percent uh from 12 percent the prior week
0: and this is the worst seasonal soybean rating since
1: 1988 once again
0: 1988, got to go back decades, decades. Um, So again, Illinois is your big problem here. 25% good to excellent in beans. Um, 23% poor to very poor. Uh, Michigan's bad at 23. Missouri's bad at 32% good to excellent. Iowa's down to 48% good to excellent. A lot of people would argue that the soybean crop crop potential Still has a lot of time here. I mean, that that the beans can sit here, and then if the rains hit late July into August, um, that would be very helpful. You could still make a good crop. So I think the verdict's still out. But this forecast, again, this morning, much more important than the crop ratings. Uh, What about wheat?
1: U.S. spring wheat ratings uh, declined marginally. The crop was rated 50% good to excellent nationally versus 51% last week and 60% on average. Given the weekend rains across the U.S. northern plains, ratings may improve next week. The U.S. winter wheat crop is 24% harvested versus 15% last week and 33% on average.
0: Yeah, there were some really good rains in uh, spring wheat country and a good chunk of spring wheat country over the weekend. I would venture to say that ratings at the very least stabilize and, and most likely improve here. The next couple of weeks, especially if some additional rains were to hit, Um, winter wheat harvest. I mean, we're a little bit behind schedule here, but um, I wouldn't read too much into that in regard to uh, market action.
1: U.S. corn shipments declined last week. USDA reported that 542,727 metric tons of corn were inspected for export during the week ending June 22nd. The print was uh, was down 35 percent on the week and down 56 percent versus the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 32% versus the same time period last year. Soybean shipments declined 21% from the previous week, totaling 141,158 metric tons. Wheat shipments were reported at uh, 203,724 metric tons, down 13% compared to the previous week.
0: I suppose it's fair to say that you've seen your seasonal peak in corn shipments, and I haven't been officially alerted of this, but I think I think it's safe for us to talk about the demand problems now that the markets are down. I don't know if anybody's going to get overly upset, but we've we had demand problems through all of this, guys. It's just that when you don't have um, a handle or any handle on the crop size, um, nobody talks about demand and, and it takes a backseat. And I still kind of think that's the case. We're still in a weather market. You know, these, these rains that are in the forecast that are driving prices low. this morning they could miss and the forecast could shift that's what forecasts do they shift so if they do shift and you go back to drier, then we're going to rally again but for now it's like you can talk about poor demand again but the the bigger driver here for the moment is is this stuff in the forecast even though you've got some ugly demand statistics out there i think
1: the risk of russian wheat export disruption has mostly faded on Monday, Putin blamed Russia's enemies for the, brief rebellion, for the brief rebellion that took place over the weekend. The rebellion's leader supposedly wasn't vying for power or looking to overtake the Kremlin, according to a Russian political analyst. Instead, it was a last-ditch effort made in the midst of his escalating conflict with military leadership. The EU foreign policy chief said that the weekend's events show the war is cracking Russia's political system. Biden said on Monday that the U.S. and NATO were not involved in the insurrection.
0: So it it looked to me as if this thing had like come and gone over the weekend, yet wheat prices did trade uh, higher and actually sharply higher at one point early yesterday and then retreated. I don't know if that was maybe partially because of uncertainty about this or because of row crop strength but in any case um, wheat futures lower and it doesn't look like you're going to see any disruption to russian wheat exports i don't know if that was ever the case i think there may have been a thought for a second that that it was a possibility maybe that had something to do with uh yesterday's very short-lived uh rally in the wheat market but wheat uh right back lower along with row crops here this morning
1: The Brazilian corn harvest is continuing on. As of last Thursday, Brazilian farmers had harvested 9.3% of their second corn crop in the south central region, up 4.6% compared to the previous week. Last year during the same week, 20.3% of the crop had been harvested. Harvest remains concentrated in the top grain producing state of Mato Grosso. Ag Rural projects Brazil's second corn crop to reach 97.9 million metric tons this year. Total corn production in the country is expected to hit 127.4 million metric tons
0: yesterday um, we had a really good graphic of new crop corn export sales seasonally and how poor they are and uh part of that has to do with the fact that we've just got this monster brazilian crop being harvested and us corn is just not uh, competitive. It wasn't. It wasn't really competitive when we were really cheap, like these corners below five bucks. And now you've had this big surge in prices, and we are most certainly not competitive at at five seventy five. So uh, this this Brazilian uh, soybean thing and now the corn thing has uh, rendered us. Prices essentially not competitive, which is not a good deal. Uh, cattle futures kind of mixed yesterday.
1: Yeah, they were both mixed. Live cattle futures ranged from 47 cents lower to 20 cents higher. Feeder cattle futures were anywhere from 27 cents lower uh, to 95 cents higher. Not a lot of big moves. Choice box beef was down 97 cents Monday afternoon, ending the day at 333.04. Select fell 29 cents, ending the day at 299.67.
0: Was cash still softer last week or did it? Uh, yes, cash
1: cash was softer. So the weighted five, uh, the weighted average five area direct fed steer price last week uh, was two thirty five lower, on a live basis at one eighty two fifty seven. Um, cash was down across all regions.
0: Okay. Uh, outside Markets this morning, guys. U.S. dollars off just a little bit. Stocks marginally higher. Bonds off a little bit. Gold and silver flat. Crude oil is down seventy nine cents in the August WTI sixty eight fifty eight last trade. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Wednesday.